Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm here with my co-host Chris Amsler. Hey Chris, how's it going? Great, how are you? Oh, I am fantastic, Chris. Thanks for joining me here. And our guest today is Julian Hosp from 10X. 10X makes crypto spendable with a debit card, online or offline, anywhere in the world. Wow. Welcome, Julian. How are you? Chris and Josh, it's a pleasure to be on. Well, great. Glad to have you. This is, uh, this is a, a, a much needed uh, step forward in cryptocurrency because, you know, we're, we're having to copy down all of these wallet codes and, you know, sending things back and forth. And, and you're simplifying this to where I can just pull out a debit card and use it. Tell me a little bit that there are some other, there are some other uh, kind of companies out here doing similar things. Tell me a little bit about 10X and, and what makes it different. So for us, when we started, we had this big picture of, okay, cryptocurrency is really fantastic, but uh, if we want to get these virtual currencies to the masses, for us, there has to be a couple of things solved. Uh, the first one, obviously, is you want a very easy way into these cryptocurrencies. And then the other, way, the, other way, the other thing is you want a very easy way out of cryptocurrencies. And then, obviously, you want to be able to use them all the time. Now, we saw that so many other companies have been really focusing on how to get, how to get into cryptocurrencies. How can I buy these currencies? And we thought we need to start with the using first, and we need to start from the other end first. And then we also wanted to have a very broad approach. So we didn't want to just have Bitcoin because, I mean, not everyone likes Bitcoin. There's so many other currencies that people want to have. And so I think what sets us apart from many other companies is that we have this, this wide approach where we say, okay, we want Bitcoin, we want Ether, and we want Dash, and we want many of the tokens live, and we want them to be able to sp be spent through the card straight away. Uh, and then, but then on the second hand, we also want people to be able to buy these cryptocurrencies. So where we are right now in the stage of the company, we make all these currencies spendable through the card, and right now we actually make it possible with a click of a button in the app to buy all these cryptocurrencies. And so we, we're really focused on usability. We're really focused on, on easiness um, rather than uh, kind of, I don't know, focusing too much on the tech jargon, which many times actually scares people away rather than kind of get them into this fantastic ecosystem. That's great. So can you tell us about how many tokens you're currently supporting? So aside of the Bitcoin, Ether, and Dash, we have at the moment five tokens live in the app. So it's around eight different currencies. We're adding... A couple more pretty soon. 
Um, we've had some really scaling issues, like most other exchanges, we suddenly had such an influx of users. So we started to limit certain tokens and certain currencies for certain user groups. That was the only way how we could manage all the signups and all the registrations. Um, that's pretty much the status quo. And I think Q1 of this year is really on uh, supporting infrastructure, uh, getting more scalability, um, working a lot more with third-party providers for KYC and for AML regulations. So that's been the main, main focus because sometimes, I mean, we're not as large as Coinbase, for example, who can handle hundreds of thousands of signups a day. But for us, even tens of thousands of signups is really kind of testing our limits. Okay. Tell us about um, tell us about challenges that you're facing right now, and maybe some challenges that you see in the future to really make your um, company take off. I mean, there's two challenges. Um, the first challenge is very ecosystem specific, and that is because obviously we deal with fiat and with crypto. Um, we always have this regulatory part. So I think the biggest challenge is on the one hand. Um, having the licenses that you need in the fiat world to actually operate and do a lot of things. And we've really had challenges where we've been working with companies and then we lost the company, not because of us, but because the company kind of, I don't know, did some shady stuff somewhere somewhere else and, and, and it made it lost, lose its license. And, and we obviously were affected by this. And then uh, on the other hand, we, we're trying to build our own rails where we try to get our own licenses. And so it's this constant kind of struggle in this reg highly regulated world that on the one hand is very open to crypto, but then on the other hand is, is really, really careful. And it starts with very simple things like regulators understanding that a blockchain is very, very transparent. So you can really trace the coins. We're using a lot of tools and systems that where we can show actually that out, that users don't misuse their funds or the, the original origin of the funds is is highly is highly clean and even though we can prove that better than any other bank or any other fiat system could it's more about educating governments and educating banks that they actually believe this if we can show that people didn't receive their coins from illegal sources or from from sources that you don't want to receive money from and and, and this is a real educational challenge almost um, and then obviously, as a business, you always have this challenge of hiring. I think uh, finding excellent talent and, and finding great people that share the same kind of values and the same kind of vision and mission that the rest of the team has. But I think that's not ecosystem specific. That's really, really business specific. And I think these are the challenges. I mean, if I could just snip with a finger, I would just say, hey, give me 150 people that look exactly like this, 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 and this, and share those and those and those values and have this and this and this goals in life. I would. I don't know how much I would pay for these 150 people if I could just have them today. <laughs> well, yeah. If I could, if I could get uh, <clears throat> snap a finger and get all of my, you know, ideal clients and everything, I would, uh, you know, not be here on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but hey, Julian, just let me take you back. Um, you know, one of the first things that you said earlier, you start with the user first, and uh, you know that was one of the most uh, important things that I think that you said, and I want to go back and unpack that a little bit, because uh, we were talking about, you know, all of the technical jargon and how difficult and frustrating it is just to, like, take crypto and move it from Coinbase to Binance, for instance. It's not that hard once you've done it a couple of times, but, you know, trying to mo walk my mom through doing that um, is almost impossible. Uh, but she understands how to use a debit card. She understands how to use a, an iPhone app. And, and so take us back to why, uh, I mean, I know why, 
But what was your motivation for this philosophy of focusing on the user first? And, and why do you think that um, there aren't more companies doing that? Yeah, I think that question is fantastic. I think Coinbase is doing a really good job. I, I think they're doing some of the best jobs actually in the industry. I think um, it, it comes it comes down from our background. So there's three co-founders of us, and uh, my other two co-founders have a very technical, a very product-oriented kind of background. And I'm a medical doctor. So I have a completely non-technical, non-business, non-finance background. But I got really fascinated by cryptocurrencies around four years ago. It was March 2014. So it, I, I got really interested by this, by this entire ecosystem. But for me, having a non-technical background, I had to learn everything from scratch. And uh, the funny thing is, I actually learned most of these things a lot better than most programmers or most uh, business people because I had this approach into a completely new environment from the outside. And, and many times, if you have someone that comes from the outside, from a completely different kind of industry, that person has a different view on a lot of things, brings a different background. And with that, I, whenever I felt that our company got into this entire hype of, hey, we need to explain blockchain to everyone. No, you know, we need to focus on, on, on the details of every cryptocurrency for everyone. My alarm bells went on because I said, hey, when I got into this industry, this is exactly what turned me off. What really interest, interested me was having easy access and having easy usability. That's how I got into this industry. And so if that's what made me as a non-technical person, a non-finance person, a non-business person, which is the majority of the people out there, if that's what got me into this industry, that's what's going to get billions of people into this industry. If we ask everyone that signs up for a wallet or signs up for, for an exchange or signs up for something, to having to understand all the ins and outs of uh, what's a private key? What's a public address? What do you have to do here? What do you have to do there? Yes, one or 2% are going to get it, but the 99 or 98%, they're not going to get it and it's going to put them off. And I think, I mean, Coinbase, for example, is doing a really great job. I think Coinbase is, is an exchange, so they're still really focused on the exchanging and the trading itself, where for us, it's really about, uh, for example, one of our major use cases is that people put in, let's say, $500 every month at the beginning of the month, and then they spend off their $500 over the month. Now, there's some months when crypto drops during this month and there's nothing left over, or maybe even a couple $50 or $60 short. But then there's more months in a year where there's money left over. You put in $500, you spend $500, but because crypto went up during the month, you might have $50 left or $100 left. And so there's a lot of use cases where people just, I don't know, they put in their money, they want to use their money just for everyday spendings, buy a Starbucks coffee there, go for groceries here, I don't know, buy something on Amazon. And so on and so on. And at the end of the month, you have something left over. And this is such a normal, natural use case where at the end of the year, maybe you have saved up, I don't know, $100, $200, even though you actually kept spending what you, uh, what you have been spending. And obviously, that's a bet on crypto going up. And a lot of our users obviously believe that. But it, it's really about the usability there. How do you envision customers using this product out, like, say, traveling it's funny that you mentioned traveling. For uh, We did a, an analysis in Q4, and that was when we had actually some struggles with one of our partners, and we had to reset a lot of things. And uh, we did a, really a customer analysis to see what is the majority of our customers actually doing. And it was funny. Most of them actually use 10x to travel. And so we have actually started a campaign now, which is really about uh, traveling abroad, traveling abroad um, saving on FX fees, um, not mattering if you're spending it in dollars, in euros, in francs, in pounds or whatever, but actually you fund your card in the currency you always used to, and then off you go. And 
yeah, that's been, we've had some, initially people were like, yeah, but I'm not traveling. Yeah, you might be an exception right now, but honestly, 90% of our users actually travel uh, a lot, um, sometimes just cross country or I don't know, sometimes into another currency and so on. And then, yeah, and, and that's actually the majority of the, of the kind of focus at this very moment. If you look long term, like let's look at the next five, seven years, I actually think 10x is going to uh, transition way more into a platform where uh, one app gives users very easy access to this entire ecosystem, to all different kind of decentralized uh, services. What it is, is, I don't know, you could buy gold decentralized or maybe by then trading is going to be possible. Um, you could uh, l- uh, recharge uh, certain services like prepaid uh, phone cards and so on. So it's going to it's gonna transition into way more verticals. But we wanted to start with a very, very simple to understand kind of use case and then transition into other cases that are probably be provided by uh, third-party providers or, 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 or providers that work on top of our platform. But it's all about the usability, and I, I really think that's the key. Now, you mentioned like in the next you know, five years or so, where do you see this going in the next year, maybe even you know, six months from now? Okay, so for 10X in this year, we, on the one hand, we're getting a banking license right now, um, which is going to make us completely independent and, and, and allow us to offer end-to-end uh, being in full control in the company and not having to like have the ups and downs of, of other partners. That sometimes is a, is a real kind of headache. Um, and then obviously it's about uh, offering seamless uh, entry from people with their dollars into crypto, which is something that we're really working on right now and we're rolling out to our users. So really with a click of a button, you could say, hey, I want to buy some Bitcoin and here's my credit card. Or in Europe, I want to buy some Bitcoin. Here's my bank transfer because Europeans generally tend to pay more with bank transfers rather than with a credit card. And then the, 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 the really exciting thing is we're launching a system that's called Comet. Um, that's like a backend system. And what this allows a user to do is it allows, for example, to put in, let's say, $1,000. And then that person says, you know, it's all really complicated and I don't even understand all these different cryptocurrencies. Can you just diversify the $1,000 automatically based on market cap? Um, I don't know, the largest currency gets the most, the second largest gets the second. So I don't know, I diversify those $1,000. And so with a click of a button, this automatically happens on the background. So what the real cool part about this is you don't have to worry about all these things. You just put in $1,000, you diversify, let's say, over 10 different currencies. And then when you start spending, you also spend from 10 different currencies. Um, and and, uh, and with Comet, this actually happens in a trustless manner because um, you don't really even have to trust 10x anymore. Um, on a technical level, this works through smart contracts, um, technical jargon here, but this is how it would work. And it, it would really kind of, uh, we're really excited about this because it. the question behind this was, we're storing hundreds of millions of dollars of, for users at the moment of, of crypto funds. And obviously this is risky. We, I mean, we do the best we can for security, but we always hear services and exchanges being hacked. And we don't want to be one of those. So while we're doing our best possible for security, we thought about how can we actually get rid of the funds for the users. And the only way is if we make users store the funds themselves, but then at the same time, kind of them committing them for spending. And with smart contracts, this is a really, really great way possible. So we're really excited about doing this this year. So on the one hand, um, yeah, getting users into the cryptocurrency space, and then on the other hand, really helping them diversify and, and staying 100% secure. You're almost democratizing this in a way where, um, you know, let's say I'm invested in Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, I don't know, Monero, Sia coin, something like that. Um, you're, you're making this, uh, if I understand you correctly, Comet is a platform where 
I can just use my debit card that's provided by you. And it will, um, you know, based on some predetermined, um, you know, contract, it will debit all of those equally or in a, or in a certain manner. And I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, correct. I mean, I think always the crypto ecosystem is, is like a huge family, right? So you have all these little feuds within the family. and But at the end of the day, it's a big family and everyone wants actually the entire ecosystem, the entire family to succeed, right? So we don't want to take like position. We don't want to say, hey, you know what, this currency, yay, this currency, nay. Uh, we really, we believe in the entire ecosystem. And yes, some parts of the family are going to be doing better than others. And, um, and, and so that's what we want to have. We want to have this agnostic kind of approach. So yeah, I, I like the way you describe it. Great. Well, tell us uh, more about how people can get involved or maybe contact you and and uh, learn more about 10x. Uh, I mean, the best way to, to get in touch is generally through our website. So you go to 10x.tech. That's T-E-N-X.tech, T-E-C-H. Um, and then obviously we are on all the common social media channels. I mean, most active for us is Twitter. So if you just look for 10x, or you can also look for my personal name, Julian Hosp on Twitter. Uh, we have quite a following, over 100,000 uh, followers there, people staying updated. Obviously, we are on, on Reddit, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn. I mean, where are we not, right? YouTube and so on. Uh, it's, uh, I think the best place to start is the website. Download our app. It's, it's available for uh, Google and uh, for, for, uh, for Android and for iOS. So try it out, download the app, play around a bit, and then obviously get in touch. Um, would be, uh, yeah, would be a pleasure to, to see you on there. Really appreciate you coming on here. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.